Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Happiness is the absence of unhappiness. Mo Gadot. Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, friends, enemies, lovers, everyone in between. I hope you're having a good day and the day you deserve. This is Stuart, and welcome back to the podcast, friends. Today, we're going to embark on a transformative journey through the landscapes of mental health, personal developments, and the profound art of nurturing relationships with others, and most importantly, with yourself. I want to explore the unwavering belief that happiness is not just an elusive dream, but a tangible choice always within your grasp. This is inspired by the timeless wisdom found in Mo Gadot's groundbreaking book, Solve for Happy. Much like Mo, who dared to explore the depths of human happiness in the face of life's most challenging moments, we're here to remind you that happiness isn't a distant destination. It's a path you can choose to walk every day. We're coming from a very a dark place. Um, the world is often overshadowed by stress and uncertainty and self-doubt. We face this every day. And as much as I try to be as transparent as I am willing with you, my friends, my listeners, to give you the authentic Stuart, um, it's been very, very tough these last couple of months. Uh, Loss of highs, loss of highs, but um, immense lows. So, being on a mission to unravel the mysteries of personal well-being and resilience in an unshakable belief, I have come to two very easy, simple, and almost ridiculously profound conclusions that you go through it, and happiness is a choice. But what are the tools that we could uncover the insights to become the best versions of ourselves, to love ourselves during those highs and also, and more particularly, during those lows? 
Oh, there's someone's dog. As you can tell, we're we're at the office again. You know, just a casual landscape of the Irish countryside, rustling wind through the leaves. Some rent. It's a sausage dog. Oh my gosh, he is the most ugliest thing I've ever seen. I never liked the idea of sausage dogs because if you remember the show from Nickelodeon, Cat Dog, I I thought it was um. <laughs> I thought it was genetic mutation that would happen eventually. And when you give a 10-year-old the concept that you can just splice the DNA of animals and stick them together to get these, like, mutant deformities, it, it, it can warp your mindset and creativity. And, yeah, like, to be honest, I, I had a warped mindset to begin with. But I never liked the idea of a dog stretched out like a sausage and then having a cast just stuck to it. And then, and, oh, God, here we go. I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent. Guess who watched The Human Centipede? Uh, yeah, and then who get who watched The Human Centipede 2? Because apparently, you know, traumatizing an entire audience and generation with one movie wasn't enough. They just decided to go for it again. But okay, the dog is gone. Where were we? Three minutes into the episode and we already went off on a mad tangent. Yep, I, I think that's a new record. I think that is a record. But we are looking at uncovering the tools and insights to become the best version of ourselves and to love who you are during the highs and the lows and to radiate love back into the world. I would like to touch on the profound influence Mo Gadot's happiness equation. Happiness equals reality minus expectations. And through this equation, we'll delve into the understanding that happiness isn't contingent on external circumstances, but is the power you have within yourself to align your expectations with the beauty of reality in that present moment. So I invite you to sit back, relax, or continue on with your day and just have me, I was going to say pester in your ear, but just, we're going to start the podcast now. This is Stuart, and let's discover the profound happiness that resides within you. So, for those of you who might just be hearing Mo's name for the first time, let me give you a little bit about his background. And the key point to take away is that he is probably one of the most influential figures of modern day. He had one of the most prestigious jobs at Google X. He was born in Cairo, Egypt. He grew up in a middle-class Egyptian family. He experienced a lot of cultural and societal influences in the region, like his early years were marked by typical challenges and experience of a childhood in Egypt, which later played into the role of sh shaping his perspective in life. Gawat pursued his education with a strong focus on science and engineering. His bachelor's was in computer engineering, I believe, and like there was a technical background would later serve the foundation for his career in the techno technological industry. After completing his undergraduate studies, he developed his skills in the field of computer engineering and technology. He got a Master's of Science from Sanford University, one of the world's top universities in technology and innovation, I might interject here. But how did he go from a career as a tech guru to such an influential speaker? So he embarked on such a very successful career, actually, in the technological sector. He gained experience and expertise in various roles in the industry, eventually reaching the executive position in the world's leading tech company, 
Chief Business Officer at Google X, Google's Innovation Labs. This man was in every single room where it happened, from self-driving cars to smart glasses to maybe a couple of, you know, things to do with space we won't talk about yet. But this is his career. This is the business side of Goat. So his personal life was a significant part in his journey. He was a family man, and he's often spoken about this, about the importance of family values and relationships in his pursuit for happiness. Tragically, his son, Ali, had a pivotal moment within his life in his quest to understand happiness. The loss of his son, Ali, was so profound in devastation as it would be for any parent. It prompted him to search for answers on the fundamental question of what is happiness? How can I be happy? Especially, he sought this after the tragic loss of his son. The search for understanding ultimately led him to develop his happiness equation. Through this personal tragedy, Godat's mission was to spread happiness and help others to find. I'm sorry, I'm getting a, a, a little bit choked up. Uh, you can never not mourn the love of a family member and it will be with you for years, if not the rest of your life. You can celebrate moments that you had together and you can celebrate their life, but then it hits you every so often and it's also it's also an interesting sensation to have a sinking feeling in your stomach that there won't be any more memories made and you're trying to relive the ones in your in your past it's very hard to try and find happiness through that but we have to we have to push through those hard moments to find the good ones so what's it like being a happiness advocate Mogodat is a widely recognized as an author, a speaker, and a happiness advocate. I mean, his book, Solve for Happy, has garnered international acclaim and inspired countless individuals to reevaluate their approaches to happiness. He's delivered talks and workshops worldwide, sharing his insights into the resilience and personal well-being. As of my knowledge right now, Mo Godot has made significant contributions to the field of happiness and well-being his journey and accomplishments have evolved constantly. He is always doing um, personal shows, podcasts. He is constantly writing. He says he's got about three or four books already in the pipeline that have been on his desk for maybe nearly half a decade because he'll go back to them every so often. This man is constantly trying to find the pursuit of how can we live our best, fullest, and happiest existence right now. But drawing from his own experiences and wealth and scientific research, let's we, we must add that in there, um, Godot presents a unique perspective on how to attain and sustain happiness in your life. So, from personal tragedy, the loss of his son, which serves as like an impetus for his quest to understand happiness. He argues that happiness is a default state that we often cloud with negative thoughts and emotions. He introduces this idea of the happiness equation, which we said before was happiness 
equals reality minus expectations. And I'm going to go off tangent here. I do remember I do remember several conversations I've had with several friends and they've often given out to me whenever I say I don't expect anything from them in terms of a friendship or expectancy in terms of what our relationship means to each other. And they're like, that's not how a relationship works. That's not how friendship works. That's not how you're meant to live your life. And for me to elaborate on this concept is I don't want to push my expectations of how someone else should perform into their heads. And then I try and flip that and do it back for me. Usually I have expectations that I can get a certain amount done within my year, within my lifetime, that I can be a certain type of success and do a certain amount. It'll often lead to anxiety, um, an immediate negative self-reflection on myself and my progress if I'm not making leaps and bounds, and will have an overall negative effect on my mindset. So whenever I say to someone, I have no expectations on the reality of our relationship or I have no real expectations on the reality of my situation right now, it doesn't mean that I'm not driven towards trying to develop or trying to cultivate long-lasting connections. It means that I do not want to impose what is already going on in this time and place. It's, it's very convoluted, I know. But then after reading Sulfur Happy and Mo's equation of reality minus expectations leads to happiness, I was realizing it came back to, again, something to do with Tony Robbins or even Mel Robbins' five-second rule where you know you make a conscious choice within five seconds and you take everything else off the table besides what is there and now. If you can live as much in the present, you're not going to be worried about the future, which you have no scope over because it could constantly change, and you will not be regretting of the past, which you can never rewrite. Yeah, I hope that made sense. Be happy and don't worry about the past or the future. Live in the now. Come back to me in two hours and I'll have an anxiety attack about the fact that I'm still at the lake and I haven't done any of the other work I was meant to do today. <laughs> but that's besides the point. What Mo tries to assert is that unhappiness often stems from unrealistic expectations and by adjusting our expectations to match reality, we can increase our happiness. He delves into a wide range of topics. Um, I guess over the course of his speaking motivational career being a happiness advocate, where he provides practical exercises and techniques that would help his readers and listeners apply these concepts to their everyday life and again this comes back to something that we constantly or I constantly try and hound into you my friends <laughs> which is James Clear small habits every day develop develops the discipline that will have lasting change on your life do you see how everything is very much like an Ouroboros effect it's very secular everything is always coming back to the head the small steps every day lead to your goals the mountain is you but uh, one standout aspect of like any of Mo's work is how accessible it is. It is 
practical for almost every lifestyle. He Mo himself is very clear and engaging in making complex scientific ideas very understandable. It's like it's like talking about the science of the universe, but speaking about it as differentiating apples and oranges. In the book, which I, I highly, highly recommend, Solve for Happy, which is a part of spirituality and scientific research, Godas combines the insights of positive psychology and his personal spiritual beliefs, creating a holistic approach to happiness, which would resonate with quite a number of people from diverse backgrounds. I myself am agnostic, and yet I fully, fully understand and comprehend and accept what Mo is trying to put out with his writings. He emphasizes the importance on love and kindness and compassion in the pursuit of happiness, and this should stem well past gender, religion, sex, race, age. He offers a very fresh perspective now on what happiness is, and not without criticisms. I mean, some may find uh, Guat's uh, reliance on the happiness equation to be very or overly simplistic, which it is. Happiness is equal to reality minus expectations. Okay, what do I do with this? Do, do I bring this into my maths test? Is this going to get me a job? Is this going to keep the love of my life with me and have them interested in me constantly? Will this help our relationships? The spiritual elements may not appeal to everyone. Personally, like I said, you know, even though I have my own viewpoints, I did resonate with it. Solver Happy is a, a valuable edition of literature. If I was to say you wanted to find a book regarding interpersonal development and self-help, one of my top five books of all time. There's a unique blend of science and spirituality. Everything is rooted in scientific or psychological research, plus interpersonal and very, very transparent and vulnerable moments of his own life. And I believe that's the good side of what a public speaker, a life coach, a motivational speaker should be. Should be able to draw from their own past experience and not say just do what I tell you. It's more a case of, I have experienced this, and this is my outcome. Do with that what you will. I think that's why I resonate with him so much. I try to be as transparent and open with people as much as I can, especially through my struggles. Because a lot of the time, especially on social media, people will see facades and different aspects of my life. And they forget, you know, I, I am human. I go through all the crap that everyone does. Yeah, I try to give valuable insights into my own life, even though I'm like, don't do what I do. But as I learn to be happy, I hope to share that with you. Key points, anyway, from the happiness equation. What is it? It aligns with research of positive psychology. Studies that show... Um, oh, I'm going... I will apologize right now because I will get the second name wrong. But psychologist Sonja... Uh, Lebrinsky, Limbromirinsky, Leobomirinsky. Yeah, we'll go with that. 
have shown that happiness can be influenced not only by external circumstances, i.e. your reality, but also by internal thoughts and beliefs, i.e. your expectations. What role does the brain play? Everything. Gadot discusses the role of the brain in shaping your perspectives on reality. I mean, it's supported by neurological science, which has identified brain regions associated with happiness and emotions. For example, the prefrontal cortex. We've talked about this before when it comes to like trying to engage yourself out of procrastination and pushing yourself towards a more disciplined lifestyle. It's involved in decision making and emotional regulation. While the amygdala is associated with processing emotions. So what is the impact of negative bias? It is a psychological phenomenon where humans tend to pay more attention and remember negative experience more than positive ones. And this bias is well documented in psychology and evolutionary roots in our survival instincts. I mean, past example, I love making freaking fantasy content online. I absolutely adore it. I get very creative. It makes me feel creative in myself. And 70% of the comments will be negative or will have some kind of negative bias to it, be it cringe or look at all this or read these comments, they're so petty. And then I will miss the people who say this is magical or this is so creative, I love what you did with the lighting, love the years, I love how enthusiastic you are making these videos. Those will be gone because instantly I see the rejection. Why is that? Why does our body, why does our mindset instantly shift towards the negative? It's a survival mechanism. It is evolutionary. We have to consciously step away from that. And how would you do that? Gratitude. The power of gratitude emphasizes the importance of gratitude as a tool for increasing happiness, stepping away from the negative into the positive. Scientific studies have indeed shown that practicing gratitude can lead to improved self-well-being. For instance, a study of the Journal of Happiness uh, found gratitude um, exercises increased participants' overall life satisfaction. There is a book called the Journal of Happiness. Imagine going to college and getting your BA, your master's, your PhD, your doctorate in happiness, gratitude, studies. Well, there's a plane. To me, I just thought it was phenomenal. And then I took a moment to think about it. And I was like, yeah, okay. We study mental health. We study mental disorders. Why can't we study, you know, ways in how to increase our overall well-being and gratitude specifically on that? I've touched on this on previous topics, but flow, constantly going with the flow, the flow of the universe, the flow of reality, the flow of the present moment. What is the concept of flow? It's a state of complete immersion and focus in an activity as well. So when someone is, where what's a good example, an athlete, a chess player, an artist, a musician, an actor. Whenever you notice that they're in an immersed state, they are completely enveloped by what they're currently doing. To be immersed in your passion, to be immersed in your current project, be it something menial, be it something philosophical, immersive. By immersive, you know what I mean, like a group activity or an individual one. It has been documented extensively that flow and its connection to happiness 
leads to fulfillment, which leads to overall satisfaction in your life. Oh my gosh, again, I will get this name wrong, but there is um, there is immense research done by the psychologist uh, Mihaly um, Sixsensimali. Sixsensimali. Mihaly, I do apologize profusely for butchering your second name. I've written it down here in my notes, and I swear to God, if you were to look at it, you'd think I just put the letters together. Six zenti meali. Anyway, let's talk about the role of social connection and stop the fact that I'm butchering all these very affluential individuals' names. What is social connection? The significance of love and kindness and compassion. We need positive relationships and acts of kindness to be linked to higher levels of happiness and satisfaction. But like in just talking about the scientific and psychological research and principles, we also need to talk about philosophical and emotional and spiritual elements. So universally accepted or proven, happiness is a complex and multifaceted subject in which science can shed light, but it's all about personal, personal development and relationships, not only external, but internal. You know, it, it's very much subjective to yourself, individualistic, should we say. But if, if we can combine the scientific research with personal wisdom, your holistic approach to happiness in drawing from both established authors and researchers would be would be mind-blowing and I think that's I think that's a good conclusion is that reading this particular book listening to Mo in his speeches his podcast discussions it is very mind-blowing at how everything is so rooted and grounded and factual and yet so ephemeral and ethereal and existential it makes you feel like you are both carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders but it's as light as a feather or as light as you wish it to be and you choose how heavy the cross you carry is I mean Godard says this multiple times is that life is a prison but only if you want it to be the ultimate goal is to escape into a happiness palace I want to flip that and say, what if the palace is the prison? And it's how you choose to live there. Life is either a palace or a prison, depending on your perspective and how you look at it. You know, it can often be obscured by our thoughts and beliefs and attachments of external circumstances. Happiness is not something that you can find or achieve. It's something you remove. And that really, <laughs> that really slapped me in the face. It's like... I'm the reason I'm not happy right now. And I I hope you don't, or if you do, do it. Do it with me. Get very defensive and say, but this person abused me. This person was very toxic to me. I've been in this amount of situations that have caused me to feel such ways. I am depressed because of X, Y, and Z. And 
It was a case of me not being grateful. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. For little things in my life and focusing on these situations, it's a very raw it's a very it's a very bitter bitter pill to swallow you are the reason you are not happy you can point the finger every single which way but no no matter how many times you do do that always point it in the mirror afterwards our happiness is determined i guess not only by the externals internals like we were saying so we need to adjust our expectations to align with the reality of what we have right now and i would suggest doing this even for a day or two just try it just shift your expectations to the reality of the moment and i i assure you you will feel a weight lifted in terms of frustration I have an immense I have an immense um issue with anger and that comes from years and years of you know psychological manipulation and issues and family trauma anger I am prone to fits of outlashing or outlashing backlashing um emotionally getting constantly frustrated I haven't felt that in quite some time I've been in certain situations especially recently where everyone you know the states of the the conversations the emotions were very heightened and raw everyone was very very aggravated upset frustrated voices were raised <laughs> and then you just have me in the corner being okay so how can we fix this? Okay. What's the next course of action? What's our next step forward? What are we talking about right now? It was almost as though I was being the voice of reason. Which then aggravates a lot of people of like, Why aren't you getting angry, Stuart? Why aren't you getting so frustrated? You should be insulted by all this. And I was thinking, I could. Or I could actually process, progress, and move on. I'm never really that stoic. I'm very much prone to seeing red and being a bull in a china shop. But if you were to shift your expectations to align with the reality, there is a weight lifted. 
or you get to um, I guess assess the amount of weight you're willing to carry but then this comes down to you know developing a cognitive bias and having blind spots that distort our perceptions and hinder our happiness so anger would be one frustration contentment jealousy but these include like um, confirmation biases, hindsight biases, and recognizing that these help us make accurate assessments to reality. So like cognitive biases have the power to impact our happiness because they're significantly shaping our perception of reality. That's what I was trying to say. What is the law of attraction? It emphasizes the importance of actively countering the bias through practices of gratitude and positive affirmations. Something horrible goes wrong or something doesn't go as planned, find something to be grateful about. And this is where we always shift our mindset that you never fail until you stop trying. Everything is a learning experience. That would be a cognitive bias towards positive affirmations within yourself what you focus on what you focus on expands how you think about and how you persist within that situation and often you know how you dwell what you dwell upon determines your reality are you dwelling on the past are you dwelling on a particular situation that's coming up in the future are you being present and dwelling on the current moment right now There was an interesting um, uh, notion that Mo would talk about when it comes to the now. Now to be present, it would help reduce the suffering and enhance well-being. Happiness, you know, wasn't a future state, it is the present one. If you can focus and be present now, you will find things to be grateful for, you will find things to be happy about, you will find positive aspects. You don't have to worry about the past or the future. That also means you need to search for authentic truth. And by this I mean, do you remember when we would talk about being kind versus being nice? This is you need to accept the truth, be it painful or critical or crucial because it is a step forward. You need to question your beliefs and be open to new perspectives. Mo, oh, I have it here, hold on. The search for truth is the most important work you can do on your journey to joy. Mo Gadot. I'm going to take a personal moment here in the gentle embrace of life's ever-evolving tapestry. You know, I find myself very humbled and profoundly grateful for the incredible community that we have created here together. This is Stuart. is a privilege to get to talk to you every single week it is a privilege to walk down this path because it is a very selfish one i'm trying to find ways to be happier and more fulfilled within myself and by doing so i talk to you about my experiences thank you for being here on this journey with me and living your own as we essentially walk down our paths together in tandem even though they might diverge or intersect at different points in our lives. Individuals that we are, we share the unwavering commitment to bettering ourselves, to unearth the best versions of who we are and to live a life imbued with fulfillment. 
So to each of you, dear listener, fellow friend, seeker of light, thank you for being a bedrock for this podcast to thrive for me to keep going. There are too many days to count that you have been my reason for happiness. Make one person smile a day. Your resilience, your willingness to grow, to learn with me, enduring this quest for happiness is not only inspiring but transformative. Every day, our stories, our triumphs, our trials, our tribulations inspire me to push beyond these limiting beliefs and to explore the depths of our potential and to be better versions of ourselves. So, uh, in the spirit of Mo Godot, you know, uh, whose wisdom continues to illuminate our path, let's remember gratitude and humility. Let's, let's let them be twin beacons to guide us forward. Your presence in this community, you, whoever you are, wherever you are, your presence is a light. You are worthy to be happy. And I want you to know that. I want you to remember that. And if you don't, I am reminding you that right now. You are building a life abundant with self-love, self-kindness, profound connection and gratitude. It is interesting, as we navigate these realms of mental health, personal development, and nurturing the most precious of all relationships, the ones with ourselves. With shared experiences and unwavering support, we discover boundless strengths that emanates from, I I guess, a collective pursuit for happiness. We're selfish in the fact we want to be happy ourselves, but by us learning to be happy, we actually help each other to be happy. It's never a selfish thing to do what's best for you. So, from the deepest chambers of my heart, I extend my gratitude to you. I think that's enough sentiment for for one episode. Let's get back. But as we do speak about all the amazing moments of trying to be happy, let's also speak about the illusion of what it is to have knowledge. I mean, the limits of our knowledge and the dangers of assuming we know everything is deteriorating for the fact that we need intellectual humility and curiosity as they lead to greater wisdom and ultimately happiness. What does he say? Hold on. The moment you believe you know everything, you cut yourself off from joy and discovery. So the concept to control our desires and to control our external circumstances can lead to unhappiness. The illusion that we think we know everything and that we do not need to learn anymore will also hinder ourselves from accepting new truths that could indeed develop on our happiness or lead us to new perspectives. I guess what I'm trying to say is happiness is about accepting what is and making the best of it, because that is all we can do. But we can also fight for happiness. It's not a case of keeling over. We can fight for 
the power of hope and faith. Have a balanced approach to hope. Don't just wait for it or hope, 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 hope comes to you. It is a beautiful thing, but it can also be an obstacle for happiness if you are thinking you're a fairy tale princess in a tower waiting for your prince or you're hoping to find a djinn with three wishes. What is the design of emotional responses? These are shaped by our thoughts and our beliefs. God would encourage us, I guess, as our as we live our lives, to examine our emotional reactions and always choose the healthier response in the long run. Like I was saying earlier about lashing out with anger, sometimes it's better to process, take moments, reflect. Your emotions are your own creation. So they are not determined by external circumstances, but internally how you are responding. But then essentially how you respond is a meaning for what you're searching for. So what is the true meaning for trying to find a resolution to an unhappy situation or a frustrating situation or mm, trying to find the true meaning of love and kindness? Are you serving others or are you trying to vindicate yourself? The search for meaning is not so much a journey that you need to undertake, but it's a journey that you need to stop undertaking. And then I guess like there is an ultimate truth of why am I here? That's the most existential question I think we will ever ask ourselves. Why are we put on this earth? We are the sperm that won. That's one in 1,000. We are here. Why? And to go down the selfish route, I'm here to be happy. I'm here to live a happy life. I'm not here to be in constant pain. Not here to constantly be justifying my actions. I'm not here to be the subject of turmoil for others' benefit. You need to emphasize that your happiness is the ultimate goal for your existence. And that all our actions should align with this truth. And I love talking about Shakespeare when it comes to the justification of villains. Because they will often have long, beautiful, iambic, pentameter-styled soliloquies and monologues justifying their heinous and callous and awful deeds. Because ultimately it will lead to their happiness. I'm not saying be a villain. Oh my gosh, I'm not I'm not saying be Iago or <laughs> or Claudius. What I am saying though is that your actions should align with the truth that for you to be happy, you mean you need to make the best decisions for your life goals. He says whether you realize that your ultimate purpose in life is to be happy, your wo- your world should then be looked through from a different lens. But like these takeaways, incorporating them into everyday life, self-reflection, mindfulness, and a commitment to aligning one's expectations with reality, they are, they are guiding points for allowing 
you know, these principles and ultimately leading you to having a fulfilled and happy life. Through his multiple works, I guess the conclusion of Godot's insightful journey is the precipice of a profound transformation within yourself that you need to arm yourself with the tools of positive action, wisdom to navigate through a labyrinth of emotional turmoil, emotional turmoil, especially to reactions and to have a greater clarity in present situations. And this will ultimately lead to a happiness. As we try to embark, I guess, on a voyage that would be guided by the simple yet profound happiness equation, almost think of it akin to the North Star in a vast celestial sky. You look to the star, but you must navigate the waters yourself. But you have your guiding light. It's a beacon, you know, to find your true happiness within your own journey. Oh, I like that. I quite like that, actually. The celestial sky, North Star, is, you know, our happiness. I'm giving myself a little pat on the back for that one. <laughs> that, 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 that was good. That was good. <laughs> But incorporating this equation, this very simple equation into our everyday lives is is a discipline within itself. And that's no way, shape or form. It is yet again another discipline to add to your arsenal that you need to cultivate as a habit. It's about embracing the present moment, dismantling the shackles of unrealistic expectations and daring to dance in reality and not being worried about the past or the future. You also need to navigate a lot of pitfalls and I'll put my hand up for every single one that I know I fall and I'm still trying to climb out or slip back into constantly. And I guess the first one is the trap of um, perfectionism. I, I, I'm on this earth 30 years. 30 years as of this month. And... <laughs> The amount of years emotionally draining hours I've wasted because I wasn't perfect at something, I wasn't the best, and I never even attempted to try to get better, even with my interests and my hobbies, and I guess in some case, way or form, my passions. Our pursuit for happiness might be inadvertently falling into the trap of perfectionism simply by setting impossibly high standards and expectations for ourselves in a short period or even a long period of time. Imperfection is a canvas that you can also draw upon to create the art of life. You need to remember that because true happiness is often resides in the midst of life's beautiful messiness. It might take years for you to be able to dance like a ballerina, but you might never reach the national stage. It might take months for you to overcome an injury, but you might never play professionally. It might take a week for you to paint your art, but it might never be in the Louvre. That doesn't matter so long as you are happy with the progress and the moment in time in which you're doing it. And then you work to develop. Maybe you can say, I am going to surpass my limits right now. 
whether or not you hit the national stage, play professionally, or have your work set in the Louvre, have that as a ascertainable goal, one that you know you can achieve if you work hard enough. And let your life be the timeline for you to get there. That's a big one right now, especially for me. I was never good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, strong enough, aesthetic enough to be an actor. I was always rejected. I always will get rejected. But I am so excited for every audition I do, every callback I get, every chance I get to write and read and play a new character, whether it be for national theatre, community theatre, international films, TV, TikTok, Instagram. My friends, my family, my community, the world, my haters, my lovers. Yeah. A little emotional there. Sorry. But this actually comes into our next point, which is the illusion of external validation. Screw everyone else. You know what I mean? You n- n- not that... N- anyway, <laughs> it's about tempting the belief that happiness is cognitive upon external validation and acceptance from other people and material success. It's not. And never, never, never use the phrase, I'll be happy when. Recognize that true contentment arises when you accept yourselves and your circumstances for as they are. I am grateful for this and I am cited for that. Never I am happy when. But you must always remember, like, it is pursuit, it is a discipline, it is going to be a lot of hard work for whatever aspect of your life you want to be happy in, be it your career, be it your personal life, professional. But never neglect how your body and your mental well-being is. You must be compassionate and give yourself grace. I'm... I... (laughs) If I had a baseball bat, I would whack people over the head as many times as needed for them to accept their their mental health is worth its weight in in gold. And not not really. I would not I would not make any um, physical assault on anyone. But emotionally, um, it's an emotional baseball bat, people. It's an emotional one. Oh, God, that sounds like emotional manipulation. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Neglecting your own self-well-being can lead to burnout and hinder your journey to happiness. You're talking to the guy who sometimes would literally curl up under a table into the fetal position saying 20 minutes. Just give me 20 minutes alone by myself. You need gratitude. Cultivate a sense of gratitude in the present moment. Mindfulness. Practice mindfulness to anchor yourself. Self-reflection. Always remember where you were, how far you have come, and serve your well-being. Don't let anything cast shadows on your happiness. And you need resilience because life is a constant challenge. It's constantly riding that wave, going through that tunnel, walking through the fire. You must embrace life's challenges. Have compassion for yourself and extend that love to others. It's the most selfish act to try and find happiness in yourself, but when you do, give that out to the world in abundance. 
in i guess in closing of this episode remember that happiness is not a destination but it is a journey a journey of self-discovery of resilience of boundless love it's not just a fleecing emotion but a state of being that resides within you waiting to be uncovered and as you navigate through the complexities of life armed with this equation for happiness i hope you find a little bit more solace and joy in every step for happiness is not the destination but it is every essence of that path itself i was talking about acting so i'm going to use this phrase as we draw the curtains on this episode i do hope you find a little bit of insight inspiration wisdom to explore what it is to be truly happy remember friends enemies lovers everyone in between you have the choice to be happy it's an unyielding choice it's your choice and no one else can take that away from you it's not a fleeting visitor it's not a distant dream it is bogged down by everyday life by past trials and moments by future expectations your happiness is always with you it is your companion in life it walks with you you just need to let it walk beside you so i would encourage you to brace embrace the profound insights shared today inspired by mo godats and his timeless wisdom happiness is a conscious decision a choice we make in every moment to accept and appreciate and align our expectations with the beautiful realities and reality that surrounds us so before we part ways i'd like to extend my deepest gratitude haha <laughs> see what i did there to each of you for listening being a fellow traveler on this transformative path your presence your dedication to self improvement your pursuit is the bedrock for this is stuart until we meet again i hope you have a good day and the day you deserve thank you for being a part of this community and remember choice for happiness is always yours to make now before we end this episode i would happily like to ask you if you do not mind please take a moment or two to like comment share press the notification icon so that you hit the next episode write a review on whatever platform you are listening to this is steward on it truly helps in this universe we are trying to expand this community to uncover the boundless wellspring of joy that resides within you so please share it with a friend please share it to the world as we pursue this path for self-development and happiness within ourselves let us share it with others thank you hold up what was that 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.